hey, can you come? You you got a good house alias for me? I saw you. Uh, you said Armin Van Butane. Uh, just call yourself Disto Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Mr. Bill podcast. Once again, my name is Robert Fumo. I'm the podcast editor and producer guy. Been in this game since episode one. We are now on 117 with Freddie Todd. He is the interstellar cyberfunk champion from Detroit, Michigan. This guy has played all over the world. Red Rocks, Coachella, shows in Australia, Canada, EDC in Chicago, Okeechobee, Electric Forest, Shambhala, also Burning Man. If you've never been to Burning Man, it's a good one. Some news on our buddy Freddie Todd. He's playing uh, Electric Forest. He's also got a 35-minute mix out on Morflow Records. He's got collabs uh, out the wazoo. Also some Blap, that's Freddie Tra- Freddy Todd and Of The Trees. Bunch of stuff coming from them this year. Also a full-length album coming in September. And new FT House Project, uh, which is Future Trap? Future FT House, this is what I have in my notes. Uh, but it, we're, we're looking for an alias for this project for Freddie Todd. So if you guys have any suggestions for his new house music project, reach out to Freddie. There is all the necessary links to Freddie in the description of the podcast. Also, get over to MrBillsTunes.com if you guys want to become better music producers. He's got literally thousands of hours of content, uh, whether it's live streams from his Twitch streams. He's got full-length tutorial series um, that he's done. If anybody's out there looking to get better, uh, Mr. Bill is the teacher. That's how I found him. So MrPillsTunes.com. This episode releases to the general public. Today is the 9th of February. And upcoming shows for Bill is uh, March 1st in Bristol, the United Kingdom, uh, with direct support for Culprit. So that's going to be a good show. If you are in Bristol, show up. And without further ado, let me get to the podcast, Mr. Bill and Freddie Todd. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're 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 listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. All right, I'm hitting record. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, hey, man, welcome to the Mr. Bill podcast. Um, this is the first time you've been on here, right? Yo, yes, sir. First time for the Bill cast. Thank you for nice. inviting me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't do one sooner. I did, there's so many people I want to have on at some point you, that I, you I definitely, feel like I have. You definitely asked me. So in your defense, you definitely asked me. Um, we just never connected on it but yeah. here we, here we are yeah it's definitely difficult to line these up sometimes especially with you know everyone having crazy touring schedules and whatnot yeah for sure 
for but sure iphones and whatnot make I'll, it possible. I'll tell you what dude my dad is a big fan of the cast oh is he actually That's yeah cool. um hi dad hello fred todd third <laughs> you're listening hell yeah um cool man yeah what, are, what have you been up to i haven't chatted with you in a while man i've uh i've been kicking it into extra high gear with the music making um which is good news for everyone uh in my life and uh fans of my music um yeah man i've been like well just i guess to catch you up on <clears throat> personal stuff um uh s- sad stuff first uh real quick my mom has been diagnosed with als and oh, no. unfortunately uh but the silver lining in that is that i get to hang out with her a lot more so i've been helping out the family helping them save money on <clears throat> nurses and whatnot uh taking care of her during the week weekdays and uh been having like healthy lunches and hanging out and that's been great but uh around that being here it's been kind of a second studio for me and uh you know she really only needs help with like eating and certain things here and there so i have the rest of the day really here at this house which is actually turns out to be my first studio i mean i made my first two full lengths in this basement here in 2011 2010-ish and there's actually a poster up right now Let's see i'll show you um the uh Freddie Todd, oh, Mr. Yeah. Bill, Down Under Tour. <laughs> we got a bunch of tour posters and drums and Hell yeah. uh, vivacious basement here with an organ and synths. My dad is a musician, so or has been in bands, so we've got check this stuff out. You know, a bunch of uh, <laughs> drums and whatnot. So with with this, I've been getting up at you know seven a.m., which is completely different lifestyle change. I used to you know get up at ten or eleven or whatever. Mm. Um, so, but, but in reality, I'm really like, I've got my laptop, I've got headphones. I've been getting a lot more done than normal, um, prior to this diagnosis and whatnot. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I get off when my dad gets off at four or 5 PM. So I go directly to my studio and crank out stuff at my house with my actual treated studio with speakers and subwoofer. So yeah, I've actually been cranking out a lot more music despite um, the circumstances. Yeah, I find sometimes in those situations when you remove everything else from the equation, like all the, all of your gear and like all of your nice speakers and treatment and all that stuff, yeah, and you just put yourself in like some complete other space where there really is not a lot else to do. Not that there isn't necessarily that at your parents' house, but I, I find at least just personally when I put myself in another situation, it doesn't matter if the studio is worse or if it's not my like normal space that I make stuff in or whatever. If the only option seems to be to write music on my laptop, I just will do that. And if, you know, I find that when I'm in here in this particular studio or whenever I'm sort of just on my PC in general, like my main PC, not my like laptop one, it almost sort of doubly acts as like an administrative space as well. Right. To where like you're constantly tabbing out to emails and like tabbing out to like chat with, you know, your management and all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you're just on your laptop, it doesn't necessarily, I don't know, feel as set up or comfortable to do that sometimes. So it's like you just end up making a beat or whatever. Yeah, man. No, and I've got these pretty decent bear dynamics that are like (laughs) comfortable and it's actually better because like it's more like 
everything sounds good in my studio. I don't know, you know, it's like bang in with the subwoofer, but like these are a little more, you know, you gotta like everything. Mm. You gotta be, you gotta be more precise with the the headphones, and it's actually making things a lot better because you know I'm just like, well, if it sounds good everywhere, it's got to sound good everywhere. That's why the car test is important. Totally. Shitty car. T- it's shit. You can't have good speakers in the car either. <laughs> Not a good car. Yeah. Uh, you need Honda, two cars. You know, Honda you need 2000. The, the normal like daily yeah. driver, and then you need your studio car. Yeah, but. <laughs> Just because of all, because of that, not having my subwoofer and having headphones, and actually being a little, uh, at least to get started with like sound design and having like subwoofer inspiration, it's been a little harder for that. So I've actually, when I'm in my studio, all I want to do is that. But then I've had so many collabs pile up because of that. So working out of my my parents now during the weekdays um, with headphones, I've actually been able to dive into and dissect these different collabs and, you know, have the stems in front of me and not have to, you know, have a subwoofer or whatever the heck else in my studio to like have the inspiration to, you know, start a beat or whatever. So it's been a good space to, um, finish, finish collabs basically. And I've got this, uh, I'll send you everything when we're, uh, after this chat, but I'm wrapping up a really heavy gear, collab album of like probably seven tracks with some some of the boys and girls and in the scene and uh yeah i'm hyped on that um there's actually an argument i think to be made that headphones uh in on average better than speakers and the reasoning behind my idea there is because like yes the best speaker in the best room is going to be better most likely to write music on or you know quote unquote better um, you're going to hear more on the best speaker in the best room for sure. But <clears throat> on average, when you remove the room for the, from the equation and you remove all of those like acoustic deficiencies and uh, anomalies out of the equation uh, by putting just headphones on, I think often like a two or three or, you know, a couple of hundred dollar pair of headphones yeah. is better than a one thousand dollar pair of speakers in a room with no treatment. Yeah, my my bare with... dynamics are like three hundred, right? Like they're nice as heck. Two hundred something. <laughs> yeah, they they're like DT nine ninety. Yeah, the D. Yeah. yeah, and so like my room is like I have Yamahas. It's it's like it's nice, but it's not super duper treated. It's square, and it's like you know not the super nicest Yamahas. So with these headphones, yeah, I can really. I can really, because I'll do mass, like quick mastering sometimes on my own tunes here to, you know, squash it and play it in the car and have it sound good. But um, yeah, I'll be able to hear a lot better with these headphones, like peaking and any shitty, like little things you don't want um, mm. that I wouldn't have heard in my studio right now. Totally. Yeah. I hear distortion a lot, a lot better in headphones. Definitely. Right. Because all of the masking that happens from like any reflection in the room or any like subloading in the room uh, is is it's very quick to sort of um, you know blanket over all of those you know quantization errors and distortion and then all of a sudden you're not hearing any of that stuff you're just hearing all of this sub and whatnot and you're like this sounds great and then you put it in headphones you're like oh shit there's all this like weird top end like crackle and yeah fuzz that I what do you ha- do you have barefoot. No, I got rid of my barefoots. I use key threes now, which I wow. prefer to be honest. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, Very they have cool. uh, how many drivers? One, two, three, four, five, six. I want to say <laughs> on Fire. them. 
Yeah, it's a, a pretty crazy. It's a six um, horse car, baby. Yeah, it's a six horse car. Well, twelve really, because <laughs> it's two speakers. So nice. That's fast. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, twelve horses in the <laughs> studio. Imagine having twelve horses in your studio. Damn, that's powerful. That reminds me of. Uh, I feel like that's some Adam Sandler Waterboy <laughs> shit. He would have twelve horses in his Bayou studio. There was his, his mom had a horse or something. I forget. I don't even know what band this is. I can't remember the name of it, but oh, man, I whatever. But this one band from like I saw a video of it on YouTube like fifteen years ago had like two hundred drummers in <laughs> one field. Hmm. That and, seems like some shit Mr. Beast would do. I was listening to a podcast with him last night and. Literally, he was like, all I did to get to 100, I, th- I want to say he's the biggest YouTube channel that exists. Uh, he was like, all I did to get there was every single time I made a video, just figure out a different way to improve it every time. So nice. Was like, the next time I just like try and make a slightly better title for the video. The next time I just make the thumbnail slightly better. The next time I would like make, uh, you know, the the way that I like phrase things and say things slightly better. And he just like kept gearing and gearing it. Now he's like doing all this crazy shit. Like he'll, he, he mentioned he spends three and a half million dollars on a video to make. And Damn. sometimes he'll spend like a million dollars on a video and it just won't even go out. Like he just won't release it because he'll be Damn. like, oh, it's not good enough. Or it's fucking crazy, dude. But wow. he's doing insane shit these days. Like He's like the crushing. top of YouTube. That's crazy. Yeah, he's like as big as a YouTuber can get, I think. But yeah, he... I think his last video i want to say was him like crushing lambos in a hydraulic press and like he bought a train and ran it through a wall and shit and, like just all this crazy insane shit that's a pretty good way to go about life though just uh improve the next time you do something i guess this yeah, is what i, I try we, to do we do that with <laughs> we music, all try right? to do it's that. like the next time you'll try and you know maybe we'll get a animated spotify canvas for next time and maybe next time we'll like make the the subs a little better and you know what's funny time. dude uh speaking of like improving and uh but the, the opposite of that like going back in time mm. um so Regressing. i was so i use title actually instead of like spotify because it has like uh better quality and whatever all that uh when you're on wi-fi or whatever um they do lossless streaming or whatever hi fi um for some reason they put on my top five most popular tracks which doesn't reflect like i mean obviously not that many people are on title compared to spotify like spotify totally makes sense the top five but this one has my remix for your duo electrocado circadian rhythms or whatever as hmm. number one for my on title on title for my like top five so like unfortunately like people that are on title that want to <laughs> check my shit out like click on that track and i listened to it yesterday i think and it's like cool but i'm like damn this hmm. sucks <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's so old and like uh just like i would just mix it down way differently it's a cool track it doesn't suck but um you know like my beats 10 years ago like come on i don't know yeah, yeah. it's funny that it's number one like yeah i just got booked for a show and the promoter was like oh we want you to play stuff from an ep of yours that you released 10 years ago basically like that's the whole vibe of the set we want i'm like Jeez. yeah you should have booked me 10 years ago to do that like <laughs> that's not really what i'm doing these days <laughs> uh we uh, should and we... i mean sort of same as you right like back, back in the day you were doing all this like funky sort of yeah. crazy shit and these days i mean like we've both sort of gotten a little heavier with that sound and yeah I, I think um i've maybe gone a little uh 
maybe too much in that direction. I've gone like maybe two dubs. I mean, dude, we're just having fun with it. And that's like the fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes I feel like, oh, man, I've been not exactly true to myself because I'm not emotionally resilient enough to have dance floors not be like, this is cool. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. It's fun to make dubstep still. It's just fun. And like, I feel like we're prolific enough. Like you are like whatever. You're still making like some chill stuff and whatever you want. And like, it doesn't need to be a uh, funky glitch hop from 10 years ago. If, if you, that's not what you're, you're feeling today. Mm. Um, like whatever. But um, I like that. Uh, there's still big artists pushing that sound though and doing really well with it. Like Grizz and Opio and LS Dream and stuff like that. I just uh, wrote actually a vocoder funky like bassy thing um i think it's just like you know the sounds keep coming back and but with different meshes of other genres and clarity too with like you know getting better production Mm -hmm. um but yeah dude i'm hyped i'm hyped to send you a bunch of this new stuff because yeah this this one i saw my buddy jonah baseball on instagram using a vocoder and i was like oh i gotta (laughs) <laughs> I got a vocode, dude. Like, like, really? Like, mic and the keys and stuff? Not just, like, a vocoder effect or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, I whipped out the microcorg, which I'd never gotten results with, with the vocoder. I never really tried. I always had the, like, small mic one, but I recently came up on the XL, which has a normal mic size. You can plug in a normal mic XLR. And um, I got results. Sounds cool. Sounds like a really cool saw wave, funky, funky, <clears throat> funky uh, vocoder. I'm going to be doing more vocoder stuff. Um, oh, yeah. That's, what is that company? Synaptic is coming out with a new vocoder thing that looks cool. Do dude, you, they make some crazy dude, shit. Pitch map. I, I just yeah. got in touch with them. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can um, stay in touch. But uh, pitch map. Yeah, pitch map is uh, basically the birth plugin of color dude, bass. It's so it's like sick. All of those really I, uh, bases. I'd be really interested to see what you do with that. Oh, because, dude, um, I, I have stuff to send this, you. Stuff yeah, most of the you. stuff I hear people doing with that these days is kind of like that, um, like that virtual riot sort of like chordal tonal bass. Yeah, shape. no, I've been going crazy with it. Um, uh, Miso, the homie Miso, was over um, when I we like. Uh, found out about it at the, like the same time like he was over and we were working on a song and we just went into this like mode where we kept calling everything oh that's so pitch mapped like <laughs> oh fuck i'm pitch mapped right now because <laughs> like because nice. you throw a pitch map on it and it's like all of a sudden you know you can change the notes and do whatever you want with it i find mm-hmm. it's a cool like almost it's not ai but it's in the in the sense of like it's it's a computer put pu- like pulling notes out of the ether you know um mm. i find it like very cool <laughs> like, so i think the way it does it um i'm pretty sure i don't know this for sure it's just running really tight short delay lines over and over again that whoa. are tuned because like if you have a delay that's running at a certain number of milliseconds you know when you get it really short and turn the feedback up it starts to sound like a note yeah, and true. if it's like, you know, whatever, 15 milliseconds might be a C and then 15.6 milliseconds might be a C sharp and, and so on and so forth. And so, I, th- I think it's doing that. I think it might be it, carp. It's called um, carpless strong synthesis. Cool. Um, 
I think. FL Studio just got even more beast mode. Uh, they, yeah, 21, dude. It's dude, insane. it's so sick. One of my one of the plugins <laughs> that they released with that is called Multiband Delay. And that has similar what you're talking about. You can set it to uh, like note mode and it like um, retains the pitch and you can pick the scale and then you can tune each like band or whatever. And mm, how different does it sound to pitch map? I've been, it, it's, it's, it's different, but I've actually been combining them to go even more color, colorful with it. Mm. But um, yeah, my, all the bass music I've been working on, I'm really, really excited about and want to send you all of it. But I also want to tell you about how I've been splitting my brain in half. <clears throat> and you know this stuff, this world, because you have Electricado, you've released with um, Dead Mouse's label and all that. Um, I've been, I, th- I think I told you I've been doing a lot of this stuff, but I've been writing a ton of house music mm. and tech house and tech, techno and whatnot, four on the floor. Um, to the point where I released a couple tracks under Freddie Todd last year, but um, I need an alias, man. I've thought about this. I mean, I still do some four four stuff under Mr. Bill, but generally when I start making a four four beat, I'm like, all right, that's an electricado tune. Yeah. But so you have an alias. I do, but because that alias is so unmanaged and doesn't have an agent and never has, and Ryan is also like doing his own thing and all I that love kind Ryan. of stuff. Me too. But, but by the way, pause old. real quick. I've mm-hmm. uh, just for the audience. I visited Australia ten thousand years ago and met Rhinosaurus with Bill. <laughs> just, just for the record. Right. Um, yeah. No, I so got that on record. <laughs> so yeah, you got okay. So so what do you do when you write house music? Well, so I've been having. I'm sort of torn on it because, like I said, there's no real uh, like proper management and all that stuff. So it's it's kind of uninspiring to me to want to put it under that project right because it it just seems sort of like like a futile waste of effort to put it on a project if we're not going to have a proper management plan and a proper show run around it and all that kind of stuff so a lot of the house shit i have yeah it becomes an electricado tune but after that first session where i was like inspired and like stoked to write it it just ends up in a dropbox folder so we have tons of shit in there but we just need to come up with some sort of like plan around it that makes me feel good about working on it because i've noticed that I don't feel good about working on stuff if I think it's futile in that way, you know, like, yeah, it's fun to just sit down and like crank on Ableton sessions. And I do that all day anyway, but I do like the bigger, I'm starting, or I think I've always liked it, but I'm starting to admit to myself that I like it more than I thought I did. Uh, yeah. The bigger, the bigger plan, like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 put yeah. it all on an album. It's going to have this sort of artwork. This yeah, I mean, it's good to have a when vision a and, show, and like, inspiration. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, when you think about it, like if you didn't give a shit about that at all, because there might be somebody here listening and this is who I was one day as well. There might be somebody listening to this being like, oh, I don't care about that shit. I just care about the music. It's like, all right, well, do you name your shit Bill Song 1, Bill Song 2, Bill Song 3? No, you name you name your song's names, right? You name it like, oh, yeah. like eclectic acoustic panel or something like that, like some some just like weird name for no apparent reason. But really the, what the reason is, is because it just like injects more character and, and a different experience into the listen. And when you're working on it, like having that name on that track makes you want to do certain things. And like it gives gives the whole thing like a personality. And that's just like the very smallest part of what you can do to a, to a track or a piece of music or something to give it uh, uh, extra personality is like giving it just a, a unique name on the file or something like that. 
right. then obviously from there you can go crazy with like the whole art and the brand and like the little world that you create around it and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and with with EDM, it a lot of times comes from like any kind of vocal snippets or whatever, and <clears throat> other music. It always comes from lyrics too. But yeah, if it's if it, there's no, if there's no vocals, um, at, at any rate, yeah, I mean, you're creating something out of thin air, and it's a lot of times becomes your baby, and it's like, well, do you love your baby? And, and I, I do. I do. Song. To where you have two babies, do you love the first one half as well? <laughs> Fuck. It's always, it's always the newest baby. No, I always, I always, I always like... I hate yeah. my 10-year-old, man. My 10-year-old <laughs> sucks. My one-year-old, though. Wait till you meet my one-year-old. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, at any rate, um, yeah, no, I do, I do like to play out my newest tracks, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't understand. Well, I kind of understand, but at the same time, uh, I'm torn when people hit me up on the internet being like, hey, man, can you make something that's very extremely much basically this song from 10 years ago? I'm like, why don't you just go listen to that song? Like, it exists. You well, can I have that experience over and over again. I understand. I mean, when I was 17 or even this age, like I, I went and saw Mars Volta and it was great to see the, the songs that I knew, you know? It's pretty simple. People want to connect. Um, it's good to bring out some classic old hits and whatnot. At the same time, though, with EDM's different, though, too. I feel like people might be hungrier and down to hear like IDs and new, new, the new, new. I don't know. I took some questions off Twitter before. Um, do you think it's easier to make a four-four beat, or do you think it's easier to make dubstep? Huh. Uh, I'd say it's definitely easier to make a four-four beat. I think so too, yeah. Though I do notice a lot of the dubstep people, when they try to make a 4-4 beat, a lot of the time it kind of sounds, uh, I'm not going to say bad, it sounds cool, but it doesn't sound like I like a 4-4 beat yeah. to sound like. Because when you put like dubstep drums on it and stuff, it just starts to sound a little bit uh, Well, I'd have to revise too that. much. I'd have to revise that. So I've been, I was been making like dubstep bass music and glitchy weird stuff my whole life and like have done house stuff here and there like randomly within songs but never like concentrated on the genre and it was really like mid-pandemic not going to any shows like you know in detroit um influenced by detroit's music and uh, uh house can be a little more chill so i was just kind of like writing a lot of that stuff and long story short is like yeah i, I think house is e easier to write now now that i put two freaking three years into that genre. <laughs> um, it was not easy four years ago. It sounded my house sounded like shit. It probably still sound, like needs a lot of work compared to the, the greats, but, uh, you know, working on it a lot, but, uh, have you heard body ocean? Oh my God. Kill Smith showed me them. Yeah. I showed who him in that. fact, <laughs> Oh, of course you did. Yeah. Um, who in fact, Chris and I are been talking about, we haven't shared any files yet. But we've been talking about starting a bass house duet type proj. Mm -hmm. See what happens if we can wrangle each other. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see what a Freddie Todd uh, Killsmith bass proj sounded like. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because he's yeah. actually good at making bass house. He made the bass house drop in That's Samurai, and yeah, he did a good job of it. Someone I who's really like, honestly, I I always like cut shit too short and like make shit a little too glitchy and too like granular to get that just big solid like bass house brick 
Yeah, I just wrote like a seven minute track. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's a that's a long one. I usually these days I feel like my tracks are just getting shorter and shorter. And I feel no, like my I, my Freddie Todd music is like two minutes to three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because um, because you realize like when you're playing shit out never playing second drops and shit anyway and it's not that yeah the songs are all about like to play in the set or whatever but they kind of are like right. at the end of the day when you're writing right, a like lot a... of music and playing a lot of shows and playing a lot of sets technically you're really just not technically i mean you're going to put it on an album as well but like you kind of want it to serve both purposes right be a good album track but also be like yeah. solidly playable and don't waste a lot of time working on shit that people aren't going to listen to i mean like a lot of the shit now is like <laughs> These past couple Skrillex Johns are about they're like under two minutes and whatnot. Oh, dude, um, the, the the rumble edits that I've been hearing come out are so funny. There's there's the two best ones. Is one of them is just like a sample of just jungle noise. It's like just oh all sort of like that Matt uh, that Matt Zoe patch that he made that sounded like the rainforest, and Sick. the vocal is just like, "Yo, listen, you hear that? Jungle." <laughs> And it's just jungle noise. And then the nice. other one is like a, a Skrillex and Flodan hearing test. It goes, yo, listen, you hear that? And then a sign beep. And then it's like, you hear that? And then another sign beep, that, that oh higher pitch. God. And it's like, you hear that? Beep. Fire. You hear that? Beep. You hear that? Beep. And it just keeps going up until you can't hear it anymore. What an and incredible love, instant well, meme. I love audio memes. They're so good. <laughs> like that that forever build up one that, um, what's his name, did? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Super Silius, was it? No, it was um, by this guy called Plurgardy Boy Four Twenty on SoundCloud, and I was oh, you played it. you played that one. Um, yeah. Supercilious <laughs> did the uh, DMVU block. The block one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say, like, yeah, these days, especially, I'll, I'll be writing like a, a really like I'll, I'll write the song, and then it's either the second drop or just some <laughs> part that comes at the like the last thing I ever write. And because I've been so entrenched in the track and have all the tools at the end like of the track i'll sometimes usually end up writing like the most fire part last mm, and then but mm. nowadays i have no i don't give a shit i will move shit over, around you know i don't care about mm. like arranging i've gotten a lot more free with arranging these days to make the track the best it can be so um i'll a lot of times just move that last part right into the first drop you know like you were saying yeah, no one plays I, the freaking second drop <laughs> Well, so the second I mean, drop some fire. people, but definitely well, no, a on headphones. Less. On headphones, yeah. I guess I'm talking about DJs. Yeah, you'd be surprised if you like start looking into um, analytics data too, as to like how many people are actually viewing a thing. You'd be like, oh man, my like my new YouTube reel or my new Instagram reel, it's got like forty thousand views on it. But then you'll look at it, and there's a giant fucking pitch bend looking thing that looks like yeah. you're making a kick drum where basically no one has watched past one second. It's just Dude, like, bam, exactly. first second and drop off to like the second second of that video is like 95%. Insane. So it's like, yeah, it'll show you like 40,000, but, but not. Yeah, so you, you do have to take into account that people can't pay attention to something for more than one second. So I have a track, Tartarian Nights, that um, is the Actually, most... Actually, cl- sorry, I want to say something different there. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not that people can't pay attention for more than one second. It's that they don't see the value in spending more than one of their seconds on the thing you put out. Right. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, dude, going there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on on the internet and just that <clears throat> scroll finger is moving. So what are you going to do? <laughs> my, my scroll finger, bro. It's <laughs> I saw a thing the other day for playing piano. It was like a motorized like thing attached to someone's finger to like quickly move their finger. To... Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
It was on like DMVU's story on his Instagram where he had like a massage gun on someone's finger and it was typing just like random shit. On the phone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I thought that was that was good. Um, I was gonna say, so I have a track Tartarian Nights, and somehow either it's actually popular or the algorithm. I don't know. It's my top track on Spotify and most played. And I'm wondering because I've had like people hear it and like so Tipper has played it and like, Yeti has played it and Yeti's been like, dude, you should make more tracks like Tartarian Nights, and it's like a more round, like softer, like funky synth mm. track melodic and but i'm wondering and it is a good track i will admit it's a good track it probably is a good track people are probably actually listening to it well they are but i'm wondering if they're like li- listening to it because it's in a bunch of playlists through the algorithm and then having like basically i'm wondering if me getting influenced to make more stuff like that through like my friends like yeti telling me to make more stuff like that is it because the freaking algorithm like did that put uh, like what wait, came first the chicken you, or the egg the algorithm are or the, you saying are they asking you to do that like cynically or if they actually enjoy the song no i like i know they actually enjoy the song but like did they actually did the, is the algorithm genuine <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so i think um in general what algorithms try to do on things especially on youtube but uh, also I'm pretty sure on other platforms too, is they try and make you spend the least amount of regrettable minutes on that platform, basically. So if people are, if they, if the algorithm thinks that it's going to keep somebody's attention and that they're not going to be living in regret, they're going to be having a good time, then it Regrettable minutes. I think that's Yeah, no, like and it. that, yeah, and I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it's genuinely popular or if it got shoved into people's faces, but then, and then they like it. Well, Dude, I just don't get that. The thing is, anymore. is like people will like something once they become comfortable with well, it. Well, exactly. Anyway, I'm like, because... is it good? <laughs> like, well, like, no, it is. I heard it 300 times. Like, but if you right. do hear it 300 times and then it gives you some sense of comfort and you don't have to be challenged listening to it anymore and it's like locked into your brain as this is a comfortable, non challenging place to be, then what's the difference between good and that? Hey, fun, arbitrary fact that uh, we could go down this rabbit hole and I have no answers to, but I, I know you researched it. Um, and I have no say one way or the other, other than maybe I don't really know and it's interesting, but um, that track, Tartarian Nights, A, it's written A equals 444 hertz. Mm, there you go. So as long as it's not 440, because that one was invented by Nazis, you're fine. <laughs> right. I'm they sure you talked about They invented this. that frequency, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. so basically um, <clears throat> what it comes down to in the end is A, people who are espousing the 432 hertz thing for the most part don't even know what they're doing. They're generally just pitching tracks down by 8 cents and being like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's better. But really the like the actual people who apparently know what the frequency thing does to heal your chakras are doing like Pythagorean 432 tuning, I want to say. So it's like just non-equal temperament tunings and they're like oh it sounds warmer and cooler and better and all this stuff and it's like yeah well it is warmer in because it's lower in pitch everything that's lower in pitch sounds warmer because it's bassier um and then on top of that i just think like frequency is bullshit in the first place because all frequency is is a measurement of uh how many cycles something does per second and i personally don't think that uh, a second is correct anyway because a day is not right. 24 yeah, hours. It's, it's like 23.965. So, so say like for whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> and then so there's like 
that dude like Dr. Masaru Emoto or whatever and people talking about, and I can't verify this, but people talking about um, the frequency of like 528 hertz, like healing DNA, like mm. what, what is that scientific? Do they have, and if it yeah. is, so that <clears throat> is in the 444 like hertz mm. realm. If uh, you do A at 444, <clears throat> C one of the, the one of the higher up C middle C's will be five twenty eight apparently uh, with the math. Um, yeah, so um, the healing of DNA shit, like the entire argument that's bullshit, behind right? it. Well, <laughs> pe- the entire argument behind it is uh, based on cymatics. So people will basically put a bunch of sand on a thing and then play. Yeah, and I've seen that. The and there's re- there's resonant frequencies that get uh, and you're made of water. So when something's tuned to a resonant frequency. And it turns into a really psychedelic, cool, symmetrical thing. I mean, that's happening within us. So something is going on. Yeah, but but is the reason, like, I think we like certain shapes and stuff anyway. Because, I mean, technically, everything that's happening on that thing is a shape. There's Mm -hmm. only certain shapes. Oh, dude, speaking of, I got an oscilloscope. Did you? Yeah, I'm so hyped. It's so sick. What have you been doing with it? Just running my output into it and just fucking yeah. vibing. <laughs> does it make a lot of? Is it noisy? Does it buzz? I, mine doesn't buzz. It's totally fine. Hmm. It's Where did just you go? Uh, I went on Craigslist. I think I went on Craigslist. Yeah, I think I went on Craigslist, and it was a half hour away. A nice old lady. Um, she used. Uh, it, I bought it for like 120 bucks. She used it for testing car parts because we're in Metro Detroit. Like, yeah, that what makes the heck? sense, actually. Like, so cool. Like, so <laughs> random scientific thing to use it for. Like, because it's just you, you can reading send waves. things. Well, it's, it's reading voltages. It's reading, not, yeah, right. Yeah, you, you can, I think, send stuff that doesn't necessarily make sounds into it as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what's going on with the car parts, and I'm sure they use it for a lot of other science. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Do you find that it influences your writing at all by trying to make the shapes look cool and stuff? Uh, Not really that, but I will say, like if it's off and I feel a type of way and then I turn it on, I feel like really cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel, <laughs> like, like, I feel better. Studio. Yeah. I feel like, and then I, I'm like, Oh fuck. It looks like that. And it's like this bouncing green, uh, neon thing. It's, it's physical too. I mean, it's crazy. It's it, that's, that's music. And then it helps remind me that this is, magical you know it's it's his science this is alchemy this is magic it's crazy it's mm. just like them crazy shit it's like waves bouncing around it's and but it's real you know trippy it is stuff yeah, i advise everyone to go buy an oscilloscope dude, from your local no oscilloscopes left all right hold on i'm gonna buy some oscilloscope stuff dude right buy now. them up honestly <laughs> there's like a government surplus website that i found like there's like you can get 10 of them at once if you mm. want then you can like you could resell them bill I'll become an oscilloscope dealer. That'll be my new merch at shows. Dude, like I just won't yeah. have shirts or anything. I'll just have Mr. Bell branded oscilloscopes. Just oh. just slap your sticker on. <laughs> you just walk in, like the merch booth is just like built out of like a fucking Damn. fort of oscilloscopes. And like, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, I was joking with my friend Pericles yesterday that you you know Pericles that we should yeah, that I need I to like I need it. to backline like two gigantic oscilloscopes. I mean that wouldn't be a bad for set for a show, you know, just two Dude, massive ones on either side. I'm saying. Cool. Or just like one big one, like at Sonic Bloom, where they have that giant circular LED wall in the middle of the stage. Fire. You could uh, just turn that into a giant scope. 
I mean, yeah, why the hell do why are we building visuals? Fuck Blender. We should just be sending oscilloscope looks into the LED wall. Yeah, I mean, that's always been my favorite kind of visual stuff is when people do fuck with the different frequency. I know well, so like the oscilloscope isn't really it's just taking one signal, but I like when like visuals can like bounce with the bait like effect with the a different frequency <clears throat> bands is pretty cool with like the bass going and then different to the highs. I'm looking uh, for oscilloscopes now on Craigslist, and I'm not finding that many. But I do see an ad saying, we buy new and used medical equipment. Sick. I don't Hit him up. Really feel like, hey, I know that you're trying to buy from me, but I'm trying to buy <laughs> from you, actually. How about that? See how much they'll, they'll <laughs> buy my O-scope for. Yeah. No, we got to drive up the prices first, Bill. Okay. With, with this cast. Before I how, saw much my... is, how much is one scope costing these days? How much is your scope cost? I mean, well, so mine costs like $120, $120. 100 bucks, 120 Yeah, that's solid. Um, another thing that somebody asked on Twitter was uh, cooking recipes and stuff. Are, are you into cool. cooking? Hell yeah. I've been cooking a lot. I'm full-blown vegan the past five, six, seven years or so. And uh, especially... You know, I was cooking before then at home, but before, uh, you know, during the pandemic, like everything shut down. So I'm sure everyone was, I don't know, I guess you could order out, but I was cooking a lot more at home. And uh, yeah, I'm really into the cast iron game. Are you a cast iron guy? Or? I don't have a cast iron. Uh, get yourself a cast iron. What are you, what are you cooking in there? Um, I do know people like to cook steaks and stuff if you're into that, but... um. I roast veggies and tofu and tempeh and literally everything that I would cook. I would put one of my favorite easiest uh, vegan kind of quick meal that I like made kind of last night is I've got two cast irons and then I chop up whatever veggies you like. Mushrooms, onion, bell pepper, habanero. I did yellow squash last night maybe zucchini whatever the heck and then get shitloads of vegetables yeah your favorite veggies and then maybe do different combos in the different cast irons put some oil in there olive oil whatever some good olive oil or a or a good high heat a different high heat oil or something get the oven at like 400 maybe 420 you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying and then uh (laughs) chop the veggies up throw them in there uh the secret sauce is I've been loving liquid aminos, which is like a kind of a soy sauce. It's like a healthy soy sauce. And um, just like vegan MSG situations. It, yeah, it's basically soy sauce, but it's like less uh, salt, <laughs> sodium, and it's it's really fucking good. Douse the veggies and that stuff. Throw on a ton of um, a ton of uh, oregano, garlic powder, smoked paprika, whatever, a dill, whatever your favorite spices are. Mix it all up. Throw, uh, make sure everything is single layered, like direct on, like mm. everything has uh, direct, when it's piled up, it'll, it, on top of each other, it'll kind of like, uh, you know, just get that like crispy top and like some of the bottom shit gets kind of steamed more so than like, yeah, you don't want the like top layer to steam. You want, you want everything even layered. So it all gets direct heat on the, the and so it's consistent, iron. you know, you don't want to be like eating something and one part's good. And yeah, part, you like, want it all to be delicious. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, single layer, do that, uh, and then, you know, put on 20 minutes. Basically, it's a, it's a 
a bake and wait type of situation. You don't really have to, you know, once you chop and throw it in, you don't have to like. And honestly, man, that's you're busy. The, that's the kind of situation every producer needs to get into the yeah. bacon weights or just to do something in weights because, like, literally, if you can do that, you can go out to the kitchen, what, make yourself a tea or a coffee or whatever, get a drink, but then also just like put this other thing on and then come back to the studio, set a yeah. timer and just work and then boom, go eat and then come back. And it's a good way to be like in the studio, but still eating good. Versus like, oh, fuck, I'm like now yeah, ungodly and it, it takes a couple hungry. Minutes. And then when you're in that ungodly fear, panic, stated hunger, you're just like, fuck it, and you just jump <laughs> on Uber Eats and get the first thing. You have to have your roommate throw a sticker on your back that says, feed me and also water me, and then yeah. hopefully they'll find you. And I'll repay but, you in base coming through the walls at all hours of the night. Repay them in, in splice. Uh, pay the food, food man in splice credits. <laughs> there you go. Um, they should do a, do they have a splice credit type system like Uber Eats where you can like, I'll spend one credit on one fry. Thanks. Or you should Just start. Increase EDM. my carbon footprint. No, once electric cars. EDM, come, Eats. This is EDM, EDM Eats. Eats. You can trade all your splice points for food. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, <laughs> splice just would have to, I guess, um, team up with, you know, some sort of company that does that and maybe, maybe it'd be possible. Yeah, I think they should t- team up with Uber Eats. It'd be great. It would be great. <clears throat> Splice Eats. Yeah, man, I'm into it. So, so you're in Atlanta, bro. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and announce this because whatever. I don't know when this is airing. Uh, you just froze up. So good announcement. Oh shit! He just left the call. Fantastic. Yeah, my bad. The app just crashed. <laughs> the app just crashed twice for me. Um, you using an app like as in what app are you using? I don't know the app for this. It's just a web browser. Oh, it, get, it made me download an app. Oh, really? You had phone. to like download the Riverside app? Yeah, yeah. And then oh, it crashed sure. twice. Okay. This um, is the second podcast I've done with this, so that's good to know. Yeah. Um, um, well, cool. I do have yeah. an older iPhone, but uh, yeah, so you're in Atlanta. Um, I am doing a valentine's day show there headlining two day you know pre-valentine's day weekend so would that be february 14th it would be the 12th two days before valentine's day um on saturday i think it's a saturday friday is the 12th yeah it's then it's a friday show so oh wait wait what oh sunday is the 12th yeah you're talking about february 10th yeah uh, that must be it. Um, February tenth is uh, Friday, and February eleventh is a Saturday. Uh, um. Well, anyway, which venue? do you know which venue it is? Um, let's see here. It will be at Domain. Mm-hmm. Saturday the eleventh. Saturday the eleventh. And who are you playing with there? Direct support supposed to be Miso domain i'm gonna lock that into my calendar and uh also xenotype um okay. who's super sick i actually one of the guys on my um collab album thing i'm working on is xenotype and actually miso might make it on there too I'm not sure damn domain i've never seen this club but it looks cool yeah they said they uh do this valentine's show every year and i don't know should be a fun one Looks Should like be good. A, a show there every week called EDM Fridays and then Domain Saturdays. 
Spitfire. <clears throat> what else oh. have they had here? They've had Matoma, I don't know them. Jack the House, don't know them. Adventure Club, I know them. Uh, Miss Miss Monique. Don't oh, these know. guys did uh, the past two events they did for this Valentine's oh, event. They the had first, Dead Mouse there. That's the cool. first one they did, this booking company, the first one they did is Toadface, and then the next one they did is Killsmith and Duffrey the next year. Ah, so that's, that's on cool. brand. Those are the homies. Hell yeah, we love dude. them. Well, I will come to that show because I'll be here. I leave uh, the country in a, a couple of days after that to do some stuff. But um, cool. We should uh, we, we should, should back hang to back. Sure. Yeah, if you want, yeah, I'll come down. We should uh, rip a tune or two. We should play another festival in Texas where we play only play heavy drum and bass. Dude, that was funny. Hey, like just no prep at all, playing to like <laughs> 4,000 people in, where was it, Houston or Dallas or something? Dog, we, we killed it. That was like the most fire. And the other base. funny thing was like, we absolutely should have been like way more organized about getting a photographer to take photos for us. Because it was like a massive show and it oh would have been good God. for like press and shit. So I had to like basically, as we were playing, like negotiate a deal with LS Dreams photographer because <laughs> he was playing after us. And I was like, yo, man, could you like take some photos of us? Yeah, this thank is pretty God. sick. And he was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really just here for LS Dream. And I was like, uh, I'll give you like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, all right, deal. So I was like, I, I, I did a business deal mid-set. <laughs> <laughs> While I was mixing. That's so yeah, funny. Dude. It was, it was uh, a good time. I had a good time. Yeah, there ended up being like a fan video of that captured the uh, fire going off while we were dropping some hmm. crazy drum and bass that I put up on my TikTok. Ah, I don't know on my TikTok. TikTok. Are, are, you a, are you a talker? No, I I deleted the app because it's just like so fucking <clears throat> addictive and annoying as fuck. But uh, in a time waster or whatever, it's cool, man. Whatever, humans are cool and all, whatever. But I'm sick of your shit. I'm sick sick of this shit. Sick of TikTok. <laughs> all right, Freddie Todd's <laughs> two cents. Humans are cool and all, but I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But I don't know. I've got it, too much bullshit with like Instagram. And, I don't know. I'll, I'll reinstall the app every now and again and pop a banger up on there. Some really dumb skit or something. Mm, or you could just find some sort of aggregating device that posts there for you. So you can just do it through like a web browser or whatever. And just the content gets slid into the talk. True. But yeah, cause like, I guess the thing is like my one friend knows the ins and outs. He's like, yeah, you got to post like three videos a day or like every 17 minutes on TikTok, And I'm like, dude, yeah, the robots you have, have you. videos every 17 minutes. That's a lot. The robots have us, if that's the case. Yeah, <sighs> quite possible. I'm not. I don't have that much content right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, for those sort of shorts and whatnot, you kind of got to actually put in some effort to make them because they're all edited. I mean, like, who's going to be like, here's an idea that I'm having that I can base down extremely quickly in a matter of like 30 seconds. Like, no, no one is that fluent at talking. So you basically need to just like record 20 minutes of content and then have an editor or you edit yourself down into like you know, a couple of seconds. Like I just put one up today. Uh, so I just got an editor specifically for this to make my shorts and stuff like that. Nice. And I put one up today. Yeah, shout out Ryan Altbreaks. So um, Ryan? I just put, put one out today about how I don't put anything on my master anymore. I just run it hot straight out of oh, Ableton. I, I and love just, that because, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been fucking with K. I love K Clip. So I don't even use that. I literally put nothing on my master at all. I just let it run hot at like plus 12 dB. It's like red and shit, and I just render it and let it go. And people are like, 
and then have the master being red red means danger red's and bad, you're talking like, about 32 bit right no 16 bit oh, okay, so okay, okay you literally just render it out clipping and it just chops the tops off and that's it like nothing over the zero db mark gets out and i mean and you think that's like, the same for fl studio and stuff i don't know about fl but for ableton that's the case let's look let's look into it yeah it's worth looking into because i mean honestly all you want anyway is for there to be no tops getting clipped off and the way that i find a lot of these clippers do it like k clip and g clip and uh you know all sorts of other clippers like camel fat and stuff like that is they'll sort of like they'll chop the tops off but they'll do like some rounding sort of stuff as well to make it sound a little bit more natural and whatnot but if you want those transients just slapping you really just wanted to just wow. just just chop this brick the tops off just absolutely it's so funny because it's like file it's like nothing over zero is just nothing's there and that's it it's like the done. complete opposite of what they they say not to do or what well the they people say who say that shit listen to their music it well it's always some like, like a slap and virtual riot track does it right it's always some like you know guitar uh enthusiasts with a exactly. like so- soft rock band he's recording or something. It's like, oh, you need to Even do if this. it's a hard rock band, rock music is just so much softer it's than different. EDM. Yeah, it's different. Like if you look at the waveforms of like any live recorded kit or anything like that, or most like 99% of them, it's just like all fucking dynamic and there's, there's shit going on. With electronic music, you really just want brick, 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 like all hocketed one after the other with a snare on the three and a kick on the one and fuck every other thing that goes in there basically it's Dude, just all decoration my music, beyond that <laughs> my music's been getting way scratchier and uh <clears throat> di- disto clippy disto clippy the freddie todd stuff that is um hey can you come you you got a good house alias for me i saw you uh you said armin van butane uh, just call yourself disto clippy <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> one friend was like come up with a oh. he's like come up with a new dubstep name and then yeah. give freddie todd to the house and so I, I mean, could be Freddy, Disto Freddy Clippy. Todd does sound like a good house name. No, I know it's unfortunate because it's the house people do 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 do. They do do. They're the names like Fred Todd could be lit, but fucking mm. Fred again exists, and mm. you know Just I can't do, uh, do any Fred, Fred stuff probably. Fred one time. Fred one time. Fred once. First time. First timers. Fred. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I dude, I. I thought it would you come can... easier to me, but I'm oh. I'm, I'm I'm working on. It. The thing is, I'm getting the house project is getting booked. Oh on, no, like, dude! Festivals. Literally, you should you should make your house project Todd Freddy, and then Freddy Todd well, is like just your dubstep shit. My my one friend Wes, uh, my visuals guy, uh, my uh, graphic designer, uh, visual lead visuals Freddy Todd team guy. Um, he was like Teddy Fraud. Mm, and, that's more of a I, trap project I and it's like. cool and all but i don't want to be a fraud and i also mm-hmm. I, I i've been a name of a guy's name for you know my whole career so um and and life that is so i i like the idea of like subtronics can be subtronics and then he can go home and be jesse you know like mm, yeah that's kind of the same like i'm mr bill all the time right but so, I don't like, think he is Jesse when he goes home. I think he's just Subtronics <laughs> 24 hours a day. True, I think true. Jesse is like, it's just Subtronics. <laughs> I don't but know. Yeah, like it'd be from, cool to be. From what I've be... witnessed surrounding him, he's a fucking workaholic, man. I mean, we all are, I feel like, to, to different varying degrees, but he, he works extremely hard. Well, yeah, and I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, having a, a thing. No, what I'm that's saying different. is he doesn't go home and be Jesse. He goes home and be Subtronics. Yeah. 
yeah that kid's badass love love yeah. to jesse but, i was uh, thinking um maybe doing a house project and just calling it bill day but uh i don't know if that's the move either i think I well yeah because i have fred would maybe go harder <laughs> i have fred fred todd is my real name so also but, do you think it should be Armin Van Butane or Armin Can Butane? Van. Van. Yeah, not canned. Armin Van Canned Butane. I mean, canned butane's hilarious, and I I, I get it. Okay. It could be Armin. if you want to go if you want to go full pun, yeah. But or almond Van Butane. <laughs> See, that's the thing, man. And I, I could you know these, like funny. You could reach the brand like, out so far then, and like yeah, I could have my own almonds and shit like. Almond, almonds, almonds. That's what I'm talking about. Branching almonds, out. Almonds. Here you go. Yeah. Almond, al- almond van almond. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I'm the house project is getting booked for festivals and uh, and shows and things, and I I need to put a fucking name on a poster at this point. <laughs> Wait, so you're getting booked for a project that doesn't have a name? Yeah, that's how. Who's- what? That's what's going a, on here, dude. Interesting. I've never had that problem. But yeah, I guess that puts a limiter well, on how he, long Well, you can dude, I mean, I've been it. writing the the music exists. The music precedes the name. So like <laughs> I have like three out three EPs already written and I'm already on to the next thing. So like mm-hmm. I technically have like four EPs like ready to drop this year under that project, but what's the project called? I don't know yet. I just call it Todd Freddy. Well, I mean, if you want, you can take Armin Van Butane. <laughs> it's a good one. Right? I mean, it would, Do I have the thing the is, is, like, you have the blessing. But the thing is, is like Armin Van Butane is really just going to rip ass in the Wook community and probably won't rip that much ass in like the house community, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's yeah. kind of like a joke for, for like Wooks, I reckon. Exactly. Yeah. Like, a lot of the house communities probably never done a dab in their life, probably doesn't even know what like map gas is and shit and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you hear that I, house you people, know, you don't even know what map gas is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the fine line between um, doing a jokey name and and being too serious. Because like I don't want to be too serious. That's why I was blessed with like my own name. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to like fucking I don't have to really come up with anything. But yeah, literally, I just had friends that were just calling me Mister Bill already. Like just a, around the hood. Uh, yeah, I grew up in South Windsor, yeah. and uh, I was just like, "Yeah, that'll do." I don't really give a shit to think about this too much more than that. Yeah, it's all about the nicknames and stuff. The first time I, uh, it's like 15 years ago or so, I was playing in a bunch of bands, but then I started uh, producing solo electronic stuff. And my one friend Sam Molnar was like, he was throwing a party in uh, Woodbridge in Detroit, like kind of a college area downtown, kind of Wayne State University, and. Uh, he was throwing like a banger house party. Tons of people were there and he wa- he wanted me to play. He booked me. He was like, what do you go by? And I, had, I didn't have a name yet. So he wrote on a board, he wrote Mr. Freddy Todd. <laughs> and a- I remember after that, like being like, should I do that? But I, I think I knew you already. And I was like, I'm not going to do that because there's Mr. Bill. So <laughs> I did just Freddy Todd. But, um, mm. but I, dude, I remember that show. I had my friend Sam Apple. Um, <clears throat> And I think my friend Ian, who goes by Ludlow, I've been making a lot of music with him. But he, they helped me bring my dad's PA. Uh, I don't have any. Would show you one of the speakers. I, don't, I think we threw. Oh, here's one right here. Anyway, whatever. Um, they helped bring my dad's PA 
to this party, had brought a drum set, set up the drum set, set up the PA. This rock band played before me, and I asked them if I could use their subwoofer. I plugged the mixer I had out going into the subwoofer. I'm sorry, the <clears throat> bass amp. <laughs> we call it subwoofer in this setup. But I plugged it out of the mixer into this guy's bass amp, had my laptop set up, played a full like auto-playing set of like my tunes at the time, and played drums to it. And I remember, and like it was routing through the bass amp, so it was like bass heavy, as well as the P, the PA for for tops. <laughs> and I remember rocking the fucking house, dude. Like the whole like people were on couches. The whole room was packed, and the whole people were on couches in the back. And the whole room, I remember like almost caving in from like people just like bouncing up and down. I feel like a lot of the early shows in people's careers are just like the the biggest shit you'll ever play just doesn't top them. It's always going to be I mean, like a little it, it too was, sterile. It was defining for me because I was like, I can do this. I can rock yeah. a room alone. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was back then I was playing a live drum set with my electronic stuff. So it was just like added to the, the local hype. But uh, nowadays we have uh, <laughs> the craziest of backlines systems and speakers and light shows where pretty comfortable just DJing but yeah yeah anyway maybe we'll see maybe we'll see live drums in the future yeah somebody on twitter actually was like what are we going to do to get that keytar back (laughs) hey honestly i'm setting up a tour this spring and i might rip a keytar over a house set dude (laughs) i mean to be honest a lot of that i totally could a lot of that stuff is slightly more lens to it anyway because my house stuff right now is like there's more open space it's more melodic the freddy todd stuff is when it's not super funky it's it can get pretty heavy and filled but yeah uh, i think i will Hell yeah, dude. i think nice. i will okay yeah. well cool man i'm i'm stoked to see you in atlanta soon and uh yeah man yeah i think i'm gonna try and go back to writing music here and try and cool. finish Same. my pleasure seeker vip today Heck yeah. I think, uh, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to get home to my studio and pull up this Les Special remix that I started literally like five years ago. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Is I that Rob's thing? Is that, or... No, it's uh, our uh, Luke Bemand is on bass, hmm. Rory on drums, John oh, yeah. on guitar, the homies from New York, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Rob's friends with them. But uh yeah, I did this remix for them for like five, uh, like five years ago. Finished it, self-mastered it. We never put it out, but I was listening to it this morning. It's super fire, and I want to put my 2023 mix spin on it. So, AKA clip the master, clip the master, finish the song, <laughs> put it out. Cool, man. So, well, hey, have fun doing that, and um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on here, man. And that's a uh, likewise, really dude. Some awesome catching up. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. Course, but man. yeah, man. All right. I'll see you on February 11th. Heck yeah, brother. Much love. Have a great day. Yeah, you too, man. Peace. Yo, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Mr. Bill podcast. This show is produced and edited by Robert Fumo. You can get early access to the show by going to my website, mrbillstunes.com and paying me instead of Patreon. And remember to go rate and review on iTunes or I'm going to come to your house and punch your dog in the throat, upper deck your toilet and fuck your partner. Note, I may or may not do those last couple of things. Uh, You should probably just go rate it on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you listen to the podcast on because it really helps the podcast. 
Um, but but just know that that it'll go a long fucking way to me not doing those things if you do go do that. So uh, just just putting that out there. I know what I'm